0: Hello and welcome to English in Your Face, a podcast on better communication in English for the intermediate and advanced student. I am your host, Peter Manduracina, and this is episode 7. Today I want to talk about some of the common and persistent mistakes native Spanish speakers make when they communicate in English. I have collected these from my more than 30 years of teaching English to Spanish speakers, among others, and the frequency of these mistakes have inspired me to keep track and share them with you. Most of these mistakes are due to native language interference, either through directly translating an expression that doesn't quite have the same meaning, or an unintended meaning, or winds up complete nonsense or by mistakes in syntax, putting the words in the wrong order. The only way to correct these errors is the constant repetition of the correct form until its use becomes automatic. The first error that I hear often is the misuse of the verb have. The wrong way to answer do you have a pen is no, I haven't a pen. Have is a verb in the present tense. And the auxiliaries for the present are do and does. Just like if someone asks you, do you walk to work? You wouldn't answer, no, I walk into work. You would say, no, I don't walk to work. That's the correct negative form. So, the correct answer to do you have a pen is no, I don't have a pen. Any other answer at best is antiquated. You might find it in 19th century literature. Here's another. I hear the definite article thrown around a lot when Spanish people speak English. For example, they will say the people use a lot of credit cards. Now, the definite article is not used when speaking generally, and not while using plurals unless you are speaking about something specific such as the people in Spain speak Spanish and the people in Italy speak Italian. So the correct way to say it is people use a lot of credit cards. Now let's talk about which and what. They're not always interchangeable. The general rule is that if the choice is in front of you, use which? For example, I have two kinds of beer, Budweiser and Miller, which one do you want? However, if the choice is abstract in general, use what? For example, what kind of beer do you like? Here's a syntax problem that comes from direct translation. I want that you open the door. In English, this sentence is a causative form that uses an infinitive phrase. We will talk about causatives in the future. It's a form that really doesn't exist in Spanish. But whenever you use want, you have to use an infinitive. I want you to open the door. The word agree is a verb in English, but many native Spanish speakers try to turn it into an adjective by saying, I am agree with you. So yeah, that's wrong. You don't need an auxiliary if agree is already a verb. So the correct way to say it is, I agree with you or I disagree with you, or I don't agree with you. You can say, I am in agreement with you, but that's more formal. Directly translating prepositions from Spanish into English can cause a lot of problems. Because English has more prepositions, it frequently combines prepositions, such as into and onto and upon, which are written as one word. But also prepositions are used to create phrasal verb, at which point they become particles and make life a living hell for anyone who's trying to learn English. But for now, let me focus on two frequent preposition errors I hear every day. The first error coming from direct translation from Spanish, it depends of my time. The preposition that follows depend is on, not of. So the correct way to say it is, it depends on my time. The second mistake I hear all the time is, I enjoyed with the museum yesterday. Enjoy does not need a preposition, so the correct way of saying it is, I enjoyed the museum yesterday. While we are talking about preposition problems, I want to touch on two sets of verbs that can be confusing for native speakers. The first set is call and ask. The following sentence is wrong. I will call to my mother and ask to her if she is coming. Call and ask do not take prepositions, they just take their direct objects. I will call my mother and ask her if she's coming. Yes, some verbs must be followed by prepositions, most of the time. For example, speak to someone, listen to something or someone. As to which ones take prepositions and which ones do not, and which prepositions come after the verbs that take prepositions, you have to learn them one by one. There is also some confusion with the verbs say and tell. I hear this type of sentence frequently and it's wrong. My friend said me hello. Now the object of say is what you say. It's not a person. So you can simply say, I said hello. Most of the time it's not even necessary to specify who you are saying something to. But if it's necessary, put it on the end preceded by the word to. For example, I said hello to my friend, or I said hello to my mother, or to BOMB. Tell, however, is a different kind of verb. It takes two objects, like the verb give, so there are two ways to use it. I told a story to my friend, or I told my friend a story. Let's talk about the two words fun and funny. Spanish people sometimes get them confused. Fun is a noun and funny is an adjective. They also have completely different meanings. Fun is to have a good time. Funny is something that makes you laugh. So it's wrong to say the party last night was very funny unless there was a comedian there. The right way to say it is that the party last night was a lot of fun. We can use fun as an adjective as well. We can say it was a fun party. And we can say it's an. Uh, it was a funny party. But you can't say the party was very funny unless you are laughing like an idiot. Let's talk about some confusion with the comparative forms. It's wrong to say that house is the more big or the more bigger on the block. Um, something I hear all the time. There are three comparative forms in English. The first comparative form uses as plus an adjective plus as, and in this case the adjective has no change. The adjective is unmodified. My house is as big as your house. It's there to indicate an equal quality. The second comparative has two different types. If the adjective has one or two syllables, most of the time, you can put ER but nothing else. My house is bigger than your house or My house is cooler than your house. The second type is when you have three syllables, like beautiful or comfortable or interesting. When there is a verb acting as an adjective, for example, tired, it's a verb that can act as an adjective. I am more tired on Tuesdays than I am on Fridays. Crowded is also a a verb acting as an adjective. Corte is more crowded on the weekends than during the week. Also, when you have a suffix on the end of a word, like full or less, careful, careless. In this case, we need to use more or less So, my house is more beautiful than your house, and my car is less expensive than your house. In the third comparative, which is also called the superlative, the rules are the same and there are two types. The first type, again, one and two syllable words, we can put EST, the biggest, the longest, the shortest. for three-syllable words, verbs acting as adjectives, suffixes like full and less, we need to use the most and the least. The most beautiful, the least expensive. So the right way of saying this sentence is that house is the biggest on the block. Responsible in English is an adjective, not a noun. In Spanish, it's considered a noun. So, the mistake I hear all the time is Bob is the responsible for paying the employees. Since it is an adjective, you use it without the. And it is followed by a preposition, as many things are followed by prepositions in English. Bob is responsible for paying the employees is the correct way of saying it and only nouns can have articles in front of them not adjectives when you want to indicate that somebody is correct you can't say I think you told me the correct answer you have reason this is a direct translation from Spanish and it is wrong the correct way of saying it is You are right. Another mistake that I hear often is when people say, all people enjoy the circus. In English, we use the pronoun everyone to indicate all people. So the correct way of saying it is, everyone enjoys the circus. When referring to all of the people in a place, English uses that singular pronoun, everyone. And alternatively, you can say everybody. They mean the same thing. And finally, here's a little tip for how to use this little point that goes on the end of the sentence or to indicate a fraction or to talk about a web address. When you're talking about a web address, you use the word dot. Peter dot. com. When you are indicating a fraction, some mathematical fraction, you use point. I put in 3.5 gallons of gasoline in my car. And finally, in English grammar, this is what comes at the end of the sentence. Period. Okay, so we've come to the end of another podcast. Podcast number seven. This has been my longest podcast. My name is Peter Mandarasina. I am an English teacher and a psychologist. I currently work in Las Palmas de Gran Canaria in Spain where I work with many professionals on improving their English. You can reach me at iClaudius on Twitter, Peter's Language Services on Facebook, and my website is PeterMandracina.com. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. I'm sorry it took so long to to make one, but I was very busy, and I hope to put out more podcasts more regularly. So I will see you next time. Bye now.